Yeah, well, time loses all meaning when you go to Las Vegas. Yeah. That's the motto of the city, I think, right? Light, lights are on all day. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Las Vegas, where time <laughs> goes to die. There we go. Uh, I'm still Derek Madden. I got, I got that. Uh, he's by Kolsky. How are you? You're, you're at home, right? Yeah, I'm wrapped up in a blanket. Um, I hope I sound as bad as I feel so that people can understand that I, I've just had I had COVID, like, two and a half weeks ago and just as i was getting over it and came out of the basement you know my children gave me a, a cold or at least one of them did because the other one had to wait until i was getting over that one to give me the second cold so i'm on like week three of just feeling like garbage and i don't know if this happened to you but at some point like somewhere around the age of 40 one of the symptoms of of me getting a bad cold became just not being able to sleep well. Um, so, like, I hate being stuffed up and, you know, coughing and stuff. That's bad. But the medicine can sort of at least ameliorate a lot of that. But when I get these colds, especially when it's, you know, a couple weeks in a row, I just I feel like I haven't had a good night of sleep in three weeks. So I'm teetering. I guess is what I would say. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, sounds like sounds like we're all in for a hell of a podcast. Should be fun. But uh, the good news is, like, I, I think we, we've got a quick podcast on our hands because, you know, I only have four notes from the challenge reunion, and two of them are about outfits. <laughs> Let me... Um... Let me start with this. How, when when they flashed up on the screen, the challenge reunion, part one. Yeah. <laughs> did your heart sink like mine did? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I, the heart sink is a little strong, because, like, I'll watch them both and I'll be fine, but there's never enough content for two. And I would also say, like, you know, I'm ready for... I'm ready to turn the page on this season. Yeah. Dear MTV, we, this is an hour and a half long reunion. Yeah. You know, That's we part two. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could maybe take out, we'll make Corey walk on the balance beam. Yep. Although, that was f- both funny and informative, hopefully for him, in that, like, stop wasting your time tiptoeing across the balance beam. Just, like, dive and you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say oh. one of my sartorial notes was Corey's jacket, his whole outfit, really that like gradient suit, like the words gradient suit in my head sound just impossibly bad, but I thought he looked pretty, pretty sick in that, that like pink gradient. I had, hey, I'd never really seen a gradient suit before. And 
and uh, I thought he really pulled it off. Exactly. Like, again, if someone just – I don't think I've seen one either, but if someone had been like gradient suit, your thoughts, I would have said absolutely no. And uh, I would have been wrong because he wore that thing. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of jackets. Probably, it's probably the best thing he did all season. <laughs> probably, yeah. Definitely the best thing he did at the reunion. But speaking of jackets, Emmanuel dressed like a, a member of a royal family. That really, that did it for me, too. <laughs> that, was, that was delightful, actually. And I don't, I don't think it really got enough play. I don't think he got enough play in general. Maybe he'll get some more play. In, well, I mean, he got plenty of play on the season. But it, maybe he'll get some more play in part two of the reunion. Uh, not not surprisingly, but also absent despite his presence on stage, uh, Ed Eason, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, I know Hor- Horacio gets a lot of flack for being quiet or whatever, but at the end of the day, like, he's been in the thick of it all the time since he his very first episode on the show. He's been yeah. right in the middle of the shit. Like, front to back. Ed has to be the greatest, like, young, so to speak, competitor in challenge history to have, like, zero presence on the show. Yeah. It's it weird. Is, it, it is weird. And it's not like he's a wallflower personality-wise. No, he's he's funny and fun and interesting. And he is really good at the game and, like, no screen time whatsoever. Uh, I saw some shot on somebody's social media. It was like a a photo that they took at this reunion where it's like all these girls like posing in their nice dresses. And then somehow Ed is like 30 feet up in the air doing splits above them. And I don't really, (laughs) I don't understand how this photo came to exist. (laughs) And I have a lot more questions about it, but we're never going to get to talk to Ed. So, um, so I don't know. Good question. What was it weird to bring the champs into this? I felt like they had pretty minimal involvement in the season, and I think they were just there to uh, crank up the star power a little bit, spice things up a little. I don't know. They were there for yeah. They were there because the, the to me, the champs on stage at the reunion was the closest we're going to get to the producers being like, "Our bad. <laughs> this was not a good idea." Uh, that might be it. That might be it. Uh, Marie Menounos is a saint. And, because you uh, know who got very little screen time in this, and I don't think it's an accident? Jay Starrett. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of a is Jay a shady player section at the beginning. And they barely let him talk, and when he did, they cut off that discussion pretty quickly. Like, I... You cannot convince me that everybody has not realized this guy's bad TV. We got to cut it. We got to cut it, his screen time down. I guess so. There was some, some – I felt very heavily, heavily edited, this whole thing. It felt yeah. super heavily edited, and Jay was nearly edited out of it, which given how much influence and screen time he had all season long was pretty remarkable, I would say. Yeah. I can't believe – like – they danced around it, but nobody talked about like the size of this alliance and how like unwieldy it was. You know and what I mean? They barely addressed that. And the thing that I wish they would have addressed, and I, and I actually sincerely hope that they find time for in 
the second portion is like how gaslit everyone was by Jay because he continues to say these things like I protected you all season blah 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 he actually said one of the few lines he got in this reunion was what do you mean I had an easy route I was talking all the time yeah. and like bro what are <laughs> what on earth are you trying to say yeah. <laughs> that like you running your mouth made it hard work like, I don't think you're familiar with the program. I think he's saying, like, I'm doing social hard work when I think everyone else is saying, you never went into elimination or ever had to think about it. Which and is he knows hard. that because his that was his deliberate goal was to avoid elimination, which, again, yeah. like, I don't have a problem with that. But I have a problem with the constant bullshit. You, you can't be, like, in one word, my goal is to avoid elimination because it's the easy way to get to the final – and then on the other side, be like, what are you talking about? I had an easy road. You yeah. you tried to design an easy road for yourself. You should be bragging about your easy road. But you can't have it both ways. You don't get to say, I'm tough. I'll take on anybody. I'm not afraid. And then also say, I'm so afraid that I want to avoid elimination at all costs and eliminate every strong competitor before the final. You cannot do both those things. Yeah, I mean, or you can't. I, I mean, I guess you can if you're painting yourself as a master strategist. Like, I'm not afraid, but my master strategy is to make it easy on myself. But that's you know nonsense. I mean? It's um, nonsense. You're just lying, and that's the problem. He's just been lying about who he is all season long, and I don't know why. Because we can all see who you are, bro. Just admit it and own it. Yeah, I don't know. He clearly it doesn't seem like he's all that comfortable with being the villain of the show, even though the show is obviously trying to make him such. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it's, but it's weird because he 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 did all the things you do to be a villain. Yeah, no, that's what, it. Would be way more fun if he embraced the heel role. Yeah, I did. I did think it was interesting that um, Michelle, who I I think is definitely still friends with him. Uh, did chime in to, like, occasionally contradict him. Nobody you know I mean? had his back. Yeah. Uh, Except Asaf. Nobody on that stage besides Asaf, who is probably the only guy to have a worse showing at the reunion than Jay. Oh, I, I disagree. You, my LVP of this episode and all reunion episodes, I think, henceforth, uh, is Melissa. Really? Yeah. I mean, she's uh, just doing her thing. Like, I... <laughs> But her thing, right... Almost always de dissolves into a shouting match to the point where at one point Maria had to go like la 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 shut up. <laughs> Agreed. I, like that's and not that's not everything great. with her goes that way because she just pranks it up to you know three thousand and like so it's and she's involved in a lot of mess so it, yeah. That's fair. I didn't necessarily mean uh, who I enjoyed watching the least. I meant when I was thinking had a worse reunion. Like, if Jay was outed as someone who, like, nobody really trusts anymore and played a shady game and doesn't deserve the screen time he got, Asaf was outed as the thirstiest, saddest loser. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't, it wasn't a great day for Corey, I didn't think. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but like, <laughs> uh, to me, that was just Corey doubling down on the nonsense we've already seen from him. For yeah. Asaf, it was like, hey, everybody, I am a thirsty social media troll trying to start fights with people who have higher profiles so that you'll notice me. 
and it was really sad. <laughs> you know who else it wasn't a good day for? And this person was, you know, not really on the show all that much. So, um, Colum, Colum did not have a good day. <laughs> no, no. Although he had one, he had one good line in there when he said he was on the Michelle protect. He he wasn't in the alliance, but he was on the Michelle protection plan. Yeah, that was pretty good. I also thought it was good when he was like. I was out all night with Darrell. That was good, too. He was like, I take back saying he's soft. (laughs) Um, I have two more notes. A little bit. bit. I have have my two non-dress-related notes here. Um, They're both pretty simple. One is, I guess, our burn of the week. uh, So I'll save that for last. The first is just... I am, at this point, I think the word is stupefied by how just straight-up lovely Horacio Gutierrez is. (laughs) This fucking guy! Are you kidding me? Like, he's he's an absolute, you know, top-notch A1 physical competitor. He is better than you think at the games and brain stuff and strategy he is like unfailingly sweet handles every like bit of nastiness thrown towards him with utter professionalism and like grown-upness and then he even like manages to to delicately tiptoe through the minefield of Olivia versus Norris and come out smelling like roses. I, this guy defies all reasonable logic as a human being. And I just hope <laughs> it's real. I like, if we come to find out that he's actually a psychopath, it's going to break me. Like we need well, to be able to have one truly great tough. person in the world. And I think it's Horacio Gutierrez. <laughs> like, like, Teresa's still like every day is like that's my man. (laughs) I would be too. I got him, (laughs) y'all. I did it. (laughs) Like I would say that every day at every opportunity as well. (laughs) Look at him. He's gorgeous. He's the literal best person in the world. Like I don't. It it boggles the mind how lovely (laughs) that man is, and it like I had to say it out loud. Oh. All right. What was uh, what was your other uh, your burn of the week? Then my burn of the week was I had to rewind to see who said it because it was so smooth and so well timed and so like delicately delivered. Um, and look, mostly I would say Cara Maria behaved like Cara Maria does, which is like paranoid, weird, like Walker. paranoid, and then smiling, but clearly upset you know doing that like i'm smiling but i'll uh, but my eyes are daggers thing that she does uh but there was a moment when olivia and narice were in their back and forth and narice is upset and has already cried and and is like expressing her hurt and olivia is blubbering and there was just like a beat of silence and Cara Maria just quietly said rivals four 
I think she said that more than once, actually. <laughs> she might have brought it up, like, in regards to herself and uh, Tori, Tori right? as well. I think it was actually Tori who said that, though. I think Tori said Kara's just trying to angle for a rival's pairing with me. Um, which, by the way, might be true. Um, but the way she delivered it when Olivia and Narice were going at each other was just perfect. <laughs> she like did just just a a hint of like movie trailer voice you know yeah <laughs> it was uh it was my favorite moment of a largely uninspiring reunion episode i also appreciated the uh the brief reveal that she and polly are still together since we did we had some questions about that so. did we at least i thought we did when polly was on last time polly was on a show by himself Oh no, they're they're uh they're pretty heavy on Insta. Oh okay. Um, I saw her burn, at a wedding with him recently. So uh, my burn was Devin calling them uh, calling them all losers. <laughs> uh, Devin also got a tremendous line. Look, Devin was just de- you know he said five or seven things that we could highlight, but th- th- again, that's the problem with this season. Like you look at that couch. And Tori, Devin, Darrell, even Kara and Laurel are getting in shots and barbs and doing their thing. And those idiot losers on the other side of the stage just are floundering. You know, at every turn this season, we've been reminded how badly this show needs its veterans. And uh, I look forward to the upcoming All-Star season that will be almost entirely veterans and some really exciting ones, too. So, yeah. Interesting folks coming back this year. Yeah, so. but Devin had the line on, God, who was it? Uh, was it Corey or I don't know? But some. Oh, it was Asaf. It was Asaf when Asaf was trying to do the. He was like, "We're in a feud," and Devin was like, "I'm sure we are in your head." And <laughs> Asaf was like, "Well, two something something two times I did this and that," and he was like, "Oh, and two, just like your elimination record." <laughs> <laughs> I believe he fist bumped after that. Oh yeah, he did a whole thing. He did a Devin thing. He was doing Devin, and it's great. And I, I hope he's there for season forty. <laughs> me, me too. Me and too. I, I also enjoyed him saying, "Like, by the way, I'm single, so next time I'm back, I'm banging." <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, man. That's television uh, yeah. entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if it's actually true. Um, uh, yeah, look, it takes two to bang, you know what I mean? But uh, right. but I believe that he'll try. So I'm told. So I'm told. All right, should we move on to, to culture things? Because we're going to blow our quick show if we don't. Yeah, let's go. Um, I guess we should start with Vince Staples, since we ha- uh, this is an area in which we have differing opinions. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look. Well, I'm trying to decide. I'll go first. Yeah, please. I'm not going to sit here and and try to sell anybody too hard on the the Vince Staples show. It's very weird. Um, I think it is. I'm trying to be as respectful as possible because I like Vince Staples. I think he's funny and clever and creative, and I do think there is something here. But it seems pretty obvious to me that the elevator pitch was Vince Staples' getting in a room and saying it's Atlanta, but me and in long beach. 
And yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 Dollar Tree Atlanta. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And well, but I, I I guess so. Yeah, I figured that was more or less your take. And so this this is what I would say uh, in response to that, which is not inaccurate, but it is I think a little harsh. And I think a little forgetful of what Atlanta was in its first few episodes or first season. Um, this is not this is not as thoughtful as the Atlanta we've watched recently. But more, I do th- more well crafted. Like I, I like yeah, Atlanta may, early on may have been silly or or wild, you know what I mean? But well, it was also it also felt the hero Mariah and the writing and 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 the and the the characters were quirky, but a little more developed as people than I just yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm you're not. right, and there's not much here. Like it's like five or six short episodes, but but I do think there's like a fun creative spark here. I do think there are some interesting like thematic things going on. I so. I guess, you know, what I would say is that this is a show that has a lot of work to do if it wants to be something more than a silly little thing Vince Staples did one time. But I do think that, like, the skeleton of something interesting and worthwhile is there. And I do think there are some really funny moments over the course of these five episodes, which all together are, like, shorter than most movies. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that far very many, so that may be true. <laughs> but I didn't want want to get that far. So, well, yeah, and um, and like I can't deny that you're gonna anybody who's seen and loved Atlanta is gonna watch the first episode or two of this and be like, so this is Vince Staples' version of Atlanta, but it's not as good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I landed. Um, All right, so they keep going is what you say. Push on through. I would say it's worth it because there's not that much of it. And like, I'm, I don't want to rule out that this is the basis for something that gets bigger and more interesting because I, again, I have followed Vince Staples, I think more than you. And I like have respect for him and interest in him to a degree, Mm. not, not to a Donald Glover degree, but to a degree. So, you know, I, I also think he's starting from a less, informed spot on making television than Donald Glover was. So, you know, um, did, uh, what'd you think about constellation? I had a lot of trouble stopping watching it, which I think is a point in its favor. I, I don't think it's great. And it's another one of these shows that we've watched recently where I feel, I feel like you can just feel the weight increasing and the whole thing hanging on. Can they stick the landing? Yeah, I I had the opposite problem that you did. I found it uh, just turgid and tough to get through. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I mean, I I don't want to make it sound like it's a, it's like twenty four or something where it just <laughs> the hours melt away. Um, I just it, it for me it's the mystery thing. It's not that it's such an enjoyable watch, it's that it it's like I want to know what the f- what the hell is Mike Ehrman Trout doing, man? <laughs> yeah. 
like what happened? What is that? What is he even? I don't know. Like, this is a sucker. It, like, I'm a sucker. I don't know what else to say. I'm a sucker because they they're giving me nothing, and that makes me want to know. Mm. Mm. Uh, now that being said, like, there's some compelling stuff here. I mean, I I watched three episodes, and and there's some compelling crap, and it it there are some gripping moments, but. You know, I'm I'm equally consumed by the need to know answers and the fear that I'm gonna be disappointed by what I find. Hmm. I yeah. I I don't know. It sounds like I need to try to watch some more of this, and maybe I I will, but probably not um, at all this week because we have way too much homework. So <laughs> I, honestly, this feels like you know what. <laughs> I've also been sick, you got to keep in mind. So I've been right. like, you know, eating weed gummies and lying in bed and watching this show, which is a little bit mind-bending in that scenario, uh, when you're hopped up on, you know, yeah, no, expectorant I and, and maybe that's Maybe that's what I do. Edibles. Maybe I'll take ill and eat weed gummies. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be more positive about stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that'll change your uh, positivity level that much, to be honest. And I'm not really... What's funny is I'm not super positive about either of these shows. I think I just watched more of them because I was bedridden for more of them. Yeah, that might, that might be it. Um, <laughs> I... By the way, so far... Say that, um, I think I've successfully muted myself for all my nasty coughs. So you're yeah, welcome yeah, to, well. to yeah, you and to fun. the viewers or listeners. Um... I, I'm not going to say that I uh, am negative on Anatomy of a Fall, um, which I, I think is a, a, a movie that I would describe as extremely French. Um, <laughs> okay. It, it, I have a lot of questions about the French legal system. Me too. Um, <laughs> a lot of Like a lot of questions. <laughs> like... It seems like kind of a free-for-all. I wanted to object many times during the trial. <laughs> like, it seems like a free-for-all in so many ways. It seems like there's just, like, a panel wherein judges and jurors just all sort of sit together in a big mishmash. Yeah, and we can all just kind of talk about whatever we want. Anybody can like, kind of talk whenever they feel like it. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, somebody be testifying, but the defendant can just get up and start talking, and then... right. Yeah, that was it was all very that part of it was very weird. Yeah, and then there's like a couple wigs, but they don't seem compulsory. Yeah. And a couple and of goofy to, outfits. A, yeah. You know, you've got an ending that um uh, I would say is somewhat ambiguous. You know what I mean? Um uh, Yeah. It's all it's all very <laughs> I will say this. A couple of affairs. Yeah. Of well, my favorite a bad haircut. It was all French. My favorite part, uh, not my favorite part of the movie, just like if we're talking about the extreme Frenchness, I think my favorite extremely French thing that happened was actually not a French person. It was the Swedish lady, uh, but or whatever German lady. But uh, when she was like, she was like, I only cheated once. And they were like, but it's it seems like you slept with a bunch of different people. And she's like, yeah, but a bunch of them were just at this one time, and I was honest about that. So, like, that doesn't count. 
even 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 that prosecutor who who you know is the J clearly of this uh, <laughs> film. Um, even he was like, it just take on honesty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, bud. It was uh, very oh. weird. She's like, well, the, yeah, but the, the, all the all the other ones don't count. It's just the one that counts. <laughs> so, all right, it's interesting. Uh, I I have to say now, having seen this, and like I said, I liked the movie. It's um, not a bad movie. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good movie. It, I now I'm now a little surprised that the director was nominated over uh, Greta Gerwig because I don't uh, I don't really see why this is an extraordinarily well directed film. And, it's not and a bad that, movie. To be clear, that I don't think you're saying, and I would not say either, that it's a poorly directed film. No, no, no. But I just don't like. It's a perfectly well directed film. Yeah, but I I'll think you soft sold. You know what I mean? That's right. You soft-sold the difference directorially between Barbie and this. Because this is a movie that somebody directed, and it's, they did a good job. Barbie is a movie that required a pretty extraordinary feat of direction, and it was pulled off without a hitch. <laughs> like, it, they are... It's... it's they should. I mean, this is not... Even having this in the best picture is a bit of a stretch to me. Yeah, it's just it's a small movie. You know what I mean? Yes, so, but but Past Lives was a small movie, and I don't Past feel Lives is better than this. <laughs> way better than this. it. Just yeah. Past Lives belongs a hundred percent with the other great movies. This to me is in the same subcategory with Maestro as like, look for the last four years, maybe this would have been one of the best movies, but this year it was not. Yeah, it was yeah, a good I, movie, and it was philosophically interesting, and it made you think about a lot of different things. Um, most notably, how in the hell does the French justice system work? But right. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was where I spent most of my time. Yeah. Day. But like, no, but in, in all seriousness, like uh, eyewitness testimony and, and what is love and like, there's a lot to dig into philosophically. And if you wanted to have uh, a bunch of, like, if you had a movie group, this film will give you 15 different jumping off points for interesting discussion. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. But it is not so exceptional as a film that I think it belongs with the likes of Barbie and Oppenheimer and past lives. And again, so many other movies that we've seen this year and been really impressed by. Yeah. Um, it's not, like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's not totally good. Impressive. <laughs> it is. It's, it's not uplifting. No. No, it is not not that either. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's some good dog stuff in there. The dog, the dog's kind of uplifting. The do you're right. Great dog, great dog in this film. And by the way, I think a really well acted film because yes. you're you're basically. I mean, there's you know two or three significant acting roles here, and they're all pulled off really well. So yeah, Shout really. Out to Jenny Beth from Band Savages. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who plays the like the nanny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, this was this was good. This was a good movie, worth seeing. I think you could probably wait until it's free somewhere. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Probably like I mean, it was only six bucks, and yeah. I'm not like regretting it. But no. I, if I could not pay the six bucks, I would have. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And I, it's the sort of movie where I understand why the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic ratings are so high because, like, who would not say this was a good movie? But 
I'm just not sure it was so exceptional that it belongs with some of these other Best Picture nominees. Right. And I think those kind of people are going to give it extra points for its Frenchness, right? It's totally. classic. It's extremely French. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. I feel like we agree on that. I think we're in exactly the same spot on that, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that brings us to homework, right? Yeah. I think it does. Good job by us. We got it in. We You're going to get to your uh, uh, breakfast on time. Yeah. Uh, they're on their way, so it's going to work out good. Um, we, uh, we've we got a lot of stuff to watch, so here we go. <laughs> People are raving about Shogun on Hulu. Uh, I am a little less excited about a uh, period piece with the white guy savior complex thing than most are. Um, but uh, everyone says it's great. So, um, so I'm I think probably we're wrong. better at handling those things now than we were even five years ago, for what it's worth. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Um, I just feel like that story's been told on television and in, in novel form now. Have you seen so. it or read it? Uh, I saw the original Shogun, but, you know, long ass time ago. So. Right on. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen or read it. So I've, I'm coming in fresh and I have high hopes. Uh, all right, then there is the completely made-up Adventures of Dick Turpin, which is a comedy on Apple. Yep, starring Noel Fielding of British Bake Off fame, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that one got me. And then uh, we're going to try to complete our Oscar movies um, with the remaining two Best Picture nominees that we have not seen, Zone of Interest and Poor Things. You have to pay to watch both of those uh, if you're if you're doing this along with us. Yeah, although I th- there might be like a one hour window, you know, on late Wednesday night next week where uh, poor things pops up on Hulu before um, we we record on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, all right. If you're late Wednesday night, maybe you could be as you did. Yeah, fair. It, it's a dodgy <laughs> plan, frankly. So you, you might just want to pay for them both. Yeah. Uh, all right, they're coming to get me, so I'm going to say goodbye. All right, have fun in Vegas. Remember what happens in Vegas. I don't probably, think it stays there anymore. Probably will be on this podcast next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.